Welcome everyone to another episode of the Adeptus Ridiculous Podcast. My name is DK Diamantes. My co-host, as always, is Bricky. He's going to be giving us all the fun facts about 40k. But before he does, if you enjoy today's episode, head over to patreon.com slash Adeptus Ridiculous, where you can get uh, Discord access, uh, bloopers if they happen, uh, the next chapter of our Scola-themed manga thing is out. Uh, $15 tier will also get you the poster, the digital HD poster. It is a Femboy Thousand Sons. It is just immaculate. And uh, yeah, patreon.com slash this. Consider supporting the podcast. And Bricky will tell you about uh, merch and uh, what book we're reading. Pee-pee-poo-poo. Wow. Well done. Ah, damn. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. He has such a way with words, says my mom. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wonderful. Wonderful. Excellent. Go to Orchidate.com and check out awesome merch, including purchasing said poster from before. More merch is there. Little guy stuff. It's great. They're small and little guys. They're everywhere. Lots of merch. It's wonderful. Go read um, Day of Ascension, Gene Steeler cult book. Go Hell read yeah, it. Brother. It's about Hell the- yeah, read it. Yeah, I mean, apparently people told me they just they just loved, just loved my Manscaped ab. So if you want to talk more <laughs> about uh, Gene Store cool pubic hair, I'm here, man. Like, like we can uh, do it. Oh no, I'm good. Our, our we got we got an episode today, DK. Hey, hey, hey! Episode today. Yes, episode today. All right, are you ready for your quote? Okay, do you mm. maybe? Because this is definitely going to make it hard for you to know what we're doing. Ah, uh, is it really? I just assumed we were going to be doing uh, more Gene Stealer stuff because we did. Well, I guess we did all of the little playable. I thought maybe you were going to do like some important Gene Stealers uh, that led coups or something today. Nope. I, I have I have the quote for you if you want, though. <laughs> rock and roll. Let's do it. No, no, no. Not rock and roll. Rock and stone! To the bone! To the Let's bone! Go. Are we doing Rockin League of Votan today? We're Is doing that League what we're doing? Let's, Let's go. go! I didn't even need a quote! Let's go! Let's go! Rock and stone! It ain't so, going home! So call free thinkers when they hear a rock and stone! Rock and stone! Oh, Hell right. yeah. yes! So, to many of you, as we know, we hit our Patreon goal for. The Blood Angels episode and the Dornian Heresy. However, I will be busy reading books so I can mm-hmm. do them properly. So in the meantime, we are covering the League of Votan as your boy has received the newest codex for them and has read through a pretty decent chunk of their lore via the codex. And I can confirm... Rockin' Stone! Rockin' Stone! Rockin' Stone! To the bone! To the bone! Let's, Let's go. go! Let's go! All right, yeah, no, so the Votan, the Votan, the Leagues of Votan, the brand new faction in Warhammer 40k. I can mm-hmm. confirm that their lore is very good. Ooh, it squat is Revival, let's go! Squad Revival, it is very good. It is, uh, I, I'd say, one of my, my probably a top five, in my opinion, for oh. factions in League. Uh, I said in League, as in Leagues of Votan, but it almost made me sound League of Legends. <laughs> I swear, I, I promise, I'm not League of Legends. We're going back um, to 2008, Bricky. All right, all right. Starts playing Linkin Park. <laughs> um, but no, we, uh, we're doing Leagues of Votan, and uh, they're very good. They're up there with Admech, Krons, and like Sisters for me in terms of strength of lore. They're very fun. Um, they're they're really enjoyable, and the best part about them is that they're, um, you know, they're just little guys. 
They are. They're just little guys. They're just uh, little pint-sized guys. The leagues of Votan. Let's continue. So, the leagues of Votan are known as kin. That is the official name of an individual squat, an individual guy. They are known as kin, a single kin. Um, they are actually coming from the galactic core of the galaxy. Okay. Dead, dead in the center with all mm -hmm. the crazy supernovas and black holes and um, you know millions of accretion disks and asteroids and stuff. They reside in the galactic core. Now, okay. kins form groups known as kindreds, and groups of kindreds form leagues. However, the leagues often involve a Voton, which we will talk about later. Mm -hmm. um, but generally, the assumption is there are kins, and then there are kindreds. As for their overall appearance, they are powerfully built humanoids. They are squat huh, in size, <laughs> um, but, but they're very tough. Yeah. They're, they're very resilient, obviously. Uh, they are all clones. Oh, okay. They've all been cloned, huh? Oh my god, Shy, that picture. That looks like an Among Us on the bottom left. Bum, he looks bum, so bum, much bum. like an Among Us. He looks so <laughs> much like a crewmate. He does, he does. With his short appearance, too, he looks so sus. That's that's cool, though, because um, they, they were from the Galactic Core when they were squats. Uh, they they also formed those like little leagues in much the same way, too. It's cool that they're called Kin, because back when they were squats, they were all about, like, you know, kinship and, and their bloodline and their lineage. So it's, it's cool to see that they haven't completely taken everything from the previous squats and just thrown it in the dumpster. No, they've kept a good amount, actually. Yeah, that's um, cool. So their cloning is coming from something called the Crucibles. And the Crucibles are their cloning technology. And they actually contain these large banks of genetic information that allow them to be varied in both appearance and genetic makeup and still very stable. So a lot of times kindreds have their own crucibles and they'll, that's why certain kindreds and familiar people might look a little bit same because they pull from the same genetic material, but they oh, still okay. have a wide variation of it to allow them to be varied and, and yeah. still and not have, you know, incest cloning problems. <laughs> it definitely, you don't want that problem. Uh, they also have something called Ironkin, which are AI robots. And when I say AI robots, I mean these are robots. These are AI. Oh, Full boy. stop. So I, I'm, the, I'm, I'm assuming the leagues, uh, are they under the Imperium's flag or no? Because that's heresy. Uh, no, and we'll talk about that later. Okie doke. Um, the Ironkin, though, they are, as far as I'm concerned, they are AI. Uh, they are there to aid regular Kim and are actually considered equals among Kin, uh, both in and out of wartime. They are treated like like a brother, straight up. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's no way they could be in the... Imp that's super heresy. That That's mega heresy. That's omega heresy. That's like super duper ultra fun time heresy. Like, that's... Whew. It's uh, the Iron Kin are, are, are kind of cute. I find that they look like, well, one, they look like Among Us. Uh, and two, yeah. they, I just, I just like the big tool belt he has on and stuff, a little blowtorch. It, it's just fun. It's just fun. It actually looks pretty cool. Like, it doesn't, I wouldn't say it looks cute, but it definitely looks, it's, that's a, that's a dope machine. That's cool. I like that. Yeah, it's fun. 
Um, now, the kin themselves are very resilient, uh, physically, but also mentally and spiritually. They are highly conservative and very close-minded. Uh, it <laughs> takes a, a great deal, a great deal to change their mind between one another. And other species have no fucking chance. Like, you're not going to change anything. Oh, okay. So there's there's no, like, the Imperium would never convince them to be like, yeah, stop using AI. It's like, no, go fuck oh, yourself. Oh, God, no. There's no they, chance they, at all. Zero. They wouldn't convince them to try a different type of beer. Like they, they, <laughs> they don't do anything anyone else tells them to. They are very close-minded. Is, is the dwarves' way or no way? They are very, like, implacable. Okay, so 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 like a typical fantasy dwarf, they're very stubborn. They're very stubborn, hard-headed. Yeah, okay. Um, now, their familial duties and obligations are first and foremost. They will never put another race above themselves. Ever. They are number one, and they will only care about themselves 99% of the time. Um, now, this also leads to a harsh moral code. Mm -hmm. They have this thought process that one water tank leak or like a seam not fixed or a filter changed too late. Could all these things stack up and that will like create immense disaster when you're trying to live in the galactic core of the galaxy. Oh, that's fair. Kind of like uh, uh, the butterfly effect where just, you know, one little flap of the wrong butterfly and eventually a tsunami that'll, you know corrupt your or destroy your uh, civilization sure Ex exactly they feel that overlook uh, overlooking valuable resources is also pretty terrible therefore wasting nothing is important uh oh, laziness yeah. or a simple error means a death for a ship so it makes them this kind of rugged survivalist thing and they're often seen as uh selfish or as hoarders because they they hoard everything because oh, every right. material can be processed everything can be useful yeah they might need something that was like oh just throw that away we've got an abundance of it. it's like no we might need that later that might be the difference between life and death in the galactic core where you're surrounded by black holes and warp storms and who knows what else so yeah i could see them being hoarders that makes sense yeah definitely definitely assumed as more as more hoary <clears throat> as, a, as a faction yeah uh so back into their culture a kindred the kin belong to a kindred right which mm -hmm. is a close-knit family or nation and can only be a couple dozen to millions of kin, depending on the size wow. of the kindred. <laughs> um, now, each kindred live in a hold, mm -hmm. and, um, or they have, they have a kindred hold or just a hold. Now, these holds can be super nuanced. It can be a fusion of like a fortification combined with a city or an industrial complex or even a strip mine that like honeycombs its way under like ground. It can be a heavily armored void station or a chain of them. It can sometimes be a chain of uh, biodomes on asteroid belts that kind of float in the sky. It can Damn. be a, a flotilla of harvesting fleets, so on. The Kindred wow. Hold could be many, many different kinds of options. Okay, okay. Now, that's, that's the... Yeah, it's, it's a lot. The options are, are crazy what kind of things can be a, a hold. Sometimes you get like a Quarian fleet or like you have Omega, like in Mass Effect, you know, big old uh, multi-asteroid kind of cities. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All types of stuff. <clears throat> so the Leagues of Voton, however, are groups of kindred. 
So a kindred is part of a league with a single Votan at its center. The Votan is also known as an ancestor core, mm-hmm. uh, C-O-R-E. Um, now, we'll talk about a bit more about them later, but they're also known, or they're uh, believed to have been created during the Lost Age of Myth, when they departed their homeworlds and were sent uh, to mining fleets. So the Votan have degraded with time a little bit, mm-hmm. and strange changes are being made with them. Sometimes it gives them uh, strange machine intelligences, or sometimes even personalities. They've huh. begun to degrade with time, and they've become a little bit wacky and have strange idiosyncrasies. Okay. So um, the, the picture Shy posted, I, I'm assuming that's one of these Votan cores? Yes. Uh, so, you know, we'll just talk about the Votan now. Um, okay. The Votan is also known as an ancestor core. It's the same. Okay. Um, just different words for it. Right, 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 right. The idea is that these were sent with them in their proto-mining fleets way back in the day to give them all the things they need to survive. Kind of like an STC. Oh, okay, 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 okay. However, it is a enormous, like, it, it knows everything. It is yeah. a, a all-knowing machine that has the answers to everything. The problem... <laughs> Man, all, all I'm hearing is they will never get along with the Imperium. Like, it's just the heresy alarms are blaring so loudly right now. <laughs> it's just, yeah, damn. This is, this is bad. This, <laughs> this is yeah. very bad for them. This is like if the Imperium knows you have this, this is full-scale war. Like, <laughs> damn. So, luckily, the Imperium doesn't know because the Votan don't, or not the Votan, the Kin don't say jack shit to anybody. Their lips are sealed, full stop. They don't tell anyone. They they tell people that they are the Leagues of Votan and they have a Votan, but that's it. Nothing ah. else will come from their list because they don't trust anybody because they're dwarves. That's true. We are number one, yeah. It says uh, they do not speak. To, it says in the dark and ignorant age, few treasures are as precious or dangerous as knowledge. So these are self-organized data stacks and quantum info cores. All the information a race might need to survive in the depths of space. And this is... This is the part that I, I need. There might be a little bit of confusion for, but it says, and I quote, weapon specifications, standard template constructs, scientific and philosophical learnings, genealogy data, military and survival theory and strategy, and so on. I don't know if when they say standard template constructs, they mean an Imperium based STC or. Yeah. Const like just a template construct in the more literal sense, like this is how you build a house. This is the, the template. Yeah, I, I I would have to assume it's that. Like it's just a it's just a generic construct on how you build something. Not necessarily like oh hey guys, guess what I just spit out? It's a man of iron STC. Like it's, it's probably not spitting shit like that out, right? It's probably well, just I, like blueprints for I shit, right? I don't know because. The idea is that the people who can commune with the Votan, which the Votan through millennia and millennia of, of being used were obviously not supposed to be this long without like maintenance. So now sometimes you'll ask it a question and the question might take a couple centuries to get an answer. And the answer oh. might be another question that it needs more info. 
some questions are like, how long does the star live? And it'll say like, how long the star lives with X, Y, Z, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Um, but sometimes the questions are just so hard or, or the data stacks and it, they, they opened up 400 tabs of Chrome and they never closed them. <laughs> Every question is a new tab of Chrome and it's, it's starting to break under its own weight and starting to act wacky and being weird. Oh no. So the AI core thing that they worship is starting to be weird and funky. It's starting to get bizarre. And the people (laughs) and the people who commune with the Votan are known as Grimnir, which in the tabletop is a dwarf psyker. Oh. And those are the only people that can commune with the Votan are the psychers they have. And they are, and the Grimnir are universally respected, but they are the ones who commune with the Votan. And if you want to make shit even weirder, mm-hmm. because the, the Votan have, like I said, developed behavioral quirks akin to rudimentary personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to make it even weird, the ancestor cores actually provide a beacon in the warp. Oh, do they? They have a large beacon in the warp, and that's how they're able to traverse the warp. They, they traverse the warp in the classic way. Gellerfield and ship, uh, obviously a lot better than the Imperium's tech. Mm-hmm. But they do the usual, and they can, in fact, be seen through the warp. Wow. So is, intense. is there any chance that somebody else would spot that beacon in the warp and be like drawn to it not necessarily the imperium but like say chaos uh the eldar uh or or someone could they be drawn to this blip because if it's if it's putting off a beacon in the warp other like astropaths and stuff can see it right that's that's the weird thing is better question how can a robot have a psychic beacon uh, I'm assuming since it's an ass ancestor core that there's probably some living tissue in there or something like that. Uh, since it's specifically called an ancestor core, right? Or well, yeah. n- no, it's called an ancestor core, but that, that kind of goes into the kin's culture. There's a very good chance this is straight up just a robot from way, way back in the day. Oh. Um, because because if we go, I'll talk about the history a bit in a in a bit. But oh, that was my next question. Yeah, is who made these things? Well, you know, well, let's let's hop on real quick with the Voton still. Uh, so each Voton has a thing called a Fane. And a Fane is a... Not the Voton, sorry. The Kin have a thing called a Fane, which is a space of timeless devices and quiet contemplation at the heart, which is a complex tangle of machinery that is part altar and interface that the Grimnir can interface with the Voton. I'm going to assume that that picture Shy posted a bit ago... Oh, actually, she hasn't posted that picture yet. It's the um, the dudes kind of uh, standing uh, with like the the guys in the orange that are um, touching the thing. I'm assuming that's part of the fane, or like maybe near it. Or mm-hmm. actually, actually, that might be the cloning technology. It's clones in the background. Hmm. It's whatever. Um, regardless, the Voton itself is the number one most important object by far for oh, the yeah. Votan. It is defended with all of their lives. Oh yeah, it has to be. It's it's their livelihood. Like it gives them everything they need to survive in space, right? Basically. And some are buried deep within vaults, some are in some of the mightiest flagships of their fleets. Uh however, 
for a while ago, there was a thing where a Votan had actually been destroyed by a orc, Wa. Oh, no. Oh, that's bad. Which then he launched a 500-year grudge. Um, that Because, you know, dwarves. Dwarves and orcs, um, they're never going to get along. That's fair. They never the should. Kin, the kin fought a 500-year war against the orcs to kill the entire clan of orc Wa Morbok and eventually destroy his entire empire until every last orc was slain and the insult answered. Whoa. That's, that's, that speaks volumes about how strong uh, the Votan are. Like the, the leagues of Votan. Like if, if, if you can war for 500 years and beat the orcs, like that's, that's not a little thing to do. They're little guys, but They're that's not, guys. that's not a little task. That's, that's, that's a big deal. Just wiping out, uh, an, an orc family. That's, that's, that's it's a that's, lot. That's huge. There was also a tale of Emberg Agnir Block, which found themselves in the path of High Fleet Leviathan. Ooh. Unfortunately, they were naturally hopelessly outnumbered, mm -hmm. and all of the kin died. But the Tyranids ignored the Votan completely, leaving it buried alone upon the pit of a dead world. And because of that, its accumulated pain and desolation drove the Votan machine mind mad. Oh no, crazy Votan AI? It's the sorrowful tale of the mad core, and it, its screaming can be seen in the warp, so you don't sail near its beacon, lest its tortured mind, like, causes you problems. Holy so its shit. beacon's all fucked up in the warp. Which, again... Yeah, how does a robot have like it's it's very weird. That's well, super cool though, like the that there's just a mad AI core thing just hanging out on a planet. Like what would happen if yeah. somebody recovered it? I have no idea. These things are are so large and so powerful. Yeah. They, they I mean, I'm trying to think like robot having a psychic beacon is weird, but at the same time, like Necrons use Blackstone Fortress to cut off psychic powers. Mm -hmm. To like starve psychic energy or Blackstone Forge, Blackstone, the material Blackstone. Yeah, yeah. So there's a question of like, well, if they can use it to cut off, could they use a fancy material to power? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Is there any chance? So the, the Grimnir are like psychers that like commune with these things, right? They have to like interact with them with their psycheriness. They interact with them. I don't know how much of it's psychic use, but okay. that's, they're, the, they're the ones that interact with it and they are psychers on the tabletop. So. Questions. I was gonna say maybe, maybe, maybe it just stores all the psyker shit that the uh, the Grimnir are putting into it, and it just kind of maybe beacons it out. Know. Yeah, it's supposed to be a machine core. There's not. There's, they're not the um, the Mechanicus. They they don't care about the whole brain and thing stuff. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, do we know? I'm I'm assuming there's no story on how the first uh, Voton was like created or anything like that obviously the vote the the leagues of votan can't just oh we'll just make a new one um i'm assuming these are so ancestral they came with them from wherever and you just can't repair it or rebuild it um so the history of the kin um which so that kind of goes along with it the their earliest origins are void born mining fleets uh, mm -hmm. coming from terra so others fail 
going there, but the kin and their stubborn and resilient tenacity braved the Galactic Core very well, and it's assumed that they each had a Votan to help them with it. Okay. Um, this, and that's where they came from. Simply put, nothing else past that. Huh. Um, mining guilds in particular were the big power. They had, they had crazy stuff. Particle excavators disassembled stars and harvested fusion power. Void ships sliced apart planets and created refinery rigs. Cosmic wow. radiation and particulate belts were used for plasma conductors and transfiguration. Like through this, this bustling industry work was created and the leagues began to form from there. Like life was hard, but the rewards were extreme and they they lived a, a, a take scanner point at gold. We're rich, we're rich, <laughs> we're rich. Damn, all right, cool, like cool. They, they carved apart the galactic whole, uh, core and became very wealthy and powerful from it. You know, toil earns. Yeah, well, and they're probably the only ones that can really harvest from the galactic core since nobody else could make it. Nobody else could survive there, so. Some people do go there, but they're just not as adept. Oh, sure. That's fair. Uh, as for their culture, uh, they have this idea that they, in order to honor their ancestors, there's this big thing about their ancestors. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, they actually have an idiom. Their main quote is, the ancestors are watching. And it's... Uh... Okay. It's many things. It's a battle cry, like the ancestors are watching, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, it's a warning, like, hey, you know, ancestors are watching. But it's also mm -hmm. like advice. And it's, it's also like a good thing where they're watching you. So if you do good things, you're honoring them. You're, yep. you're doing well. Uh, it's also a warning, like, hey, like the ancestors that came before you, you need to do better or be as good as them. You don't want to. You don't want to dishonor your family bloodline. You don't want to. You don't want to embarrass those who came before you and paved the way for you. Yeah, I get that. the The older generations are judging their deeds. Yeah. However, it also inspires them to live up to their forebears. Mm -hmm. So, in order to honor their ancestors, the kin must live a full life and discover all that they can. Uh, some kin create like exploration fleets, known as prospects or have sometimes lived as mercenaries in other species, returning when they had knowledge back to offer to their Votan. Oh, okay. Uh, they've met all other major powers in the galaxy at some point or another. As okay. said before, they are extremely closed-mouthed around outsiders. They're often assumed for our abhumans or squats to Imperials, even though they're not. Mm -hmm. um, Tau mistake them for a human hybrid. Eldars <laughs> mistake them for a hybrid. They're known as other things like the Helios Ancients, the Nostari, the Gnome, the Craig, the Squat, other mm -hmm. names. Um, the records do state that they do come from a human genome. Mm -hmm. So they are way back human descendants, but that actually makes them, makes them even more suspicious around the Imperium as neither the Omnissiah nor God Emperor was a deity of theirs. So anything the Imperium can use against them to make greater claim to their species is met with harsh, harsh rebuttal. Fair. That's fair. Uh, ha do they have any, uh, what do I want to say, allies? Do they ally themselves with anyone? 
Or are they just, again, like, well, come on, we're the League of Votan. We're the best. We're number one. We don't need allies. We need an ally with Humi Scum or the Eldar or the Tau. Fuck them. We're just going to go get information from them, bring it back to the bring it back to the Votan and be done with them. Do they ever find any reason to, like, cooperate? What a wonderful question. So... <laughs> uh, they're alien races. They have they have met them all once or another, and they tell mm -hmm. you what they think. Uh, their most hated enemy are the orcs, by far. Naturally, naturally. The the kin love to keep resources and never waste. Mm -hmm. Orcs are the opposite. <laughs> they waste and they, everything. They just destroy everything. <laughs> yeah. They just love to break and crump and destroy everything. They hate <laughs> the orcs first and foremost. Although I guess the Leagues of Votan would quite literally be the antithesis of an orc, wouldn't it? Where pretty, orcs are like much. big, they're like shorter, uh, tech, they think about things, they want knowledge. So yeah, that's, I hadn't thought about it like that, actually. It, that's number one, they most hated are the orcs. Makes a lot of sense. Yep. Uh, they have barely any more appreciation for chaos which they huh, see fair. with uh, disgust and bewilderment. Disgust at <laughs> yeah. demons, bewilderment at the at their worshippers. Like, why? Yeah. Um, as most do. As most people do are just bewildered and <laughs> at chaos. Yeah, fair. They they dislike Necrons quite a bit because they keep running into their damn tombs when they're going to get stuff. <laughs> okay. Uh, Tyranids are known as the Bane uh, and are given a pretty respectful uh, birth away from them. Uh, they see them as like a intelligent predator, so mm -hmm. they kind of respect them in a in a little way, but they keep far away from them. Yeah, uh, with the occasional, yeah. with the occasional hive ship strike for some resources they can snag. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Humanity are equal ally and enemy. The mm. Inquisitors and certain Space Marines see them as hated Xenos and try to murder them immediately. Wow, that's so shocking. I never would have thought that. Who fucking would have guessed that? Yeah. <laughs> um, they get along a little bit more with guard and okay. uh, and some stuff like that. Other Imperial, like rogue traders, they trade with pretty well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Mechanicus are viewed by the kin as superstitious tech shaman who are generally, uh, whose inquisitive nature makes them very dangerous and they generally prefer to kill the Mechanicus more than talk with them. That's Be that's fair, actually. Because um, they're they're dangerous and they don't want anyone knowing anything about them. Yeah, and if if the Mechanicus got curious and they started poking around, they start asking too many questions, they start examining their tech, and that's oh boy, yeah, the Mechanicus are probably just just a big problem to the League of Votan. Just kill them. Don't let them anywhere near us. Yeah, I could see that. The most, the kindest they seem to be with are regular non-Inquisitor-based humans, Eldar and Tau. Uh, <laughs> the Eldar and Tau maintain semi-cordial relationships with them and sporadic trade. Uh, they still have fought Eldar and Tau, and they fucking hate the Drukhari. As um, everybody should. As <laughs> everybody should. But um, Eldar and Tau, it seems to be their most traded with. Uh, huh. Craft Worlds and Tau are their most... They're most friendly. They Interesting. Still, they still war with them, and they still don't much care about Eldar Tau because they're dwarves and they only care about themselves. Sure. But they are the most uh, 
you know, friendly. They also have ran into genes through their cults, and they don't like them either. They try to kill them. Oh, sure, as everyone should. Um, so interesting that they, they don't terribly mind the Eldar, because usually uh, fantasy dwarfs, orcs and elves are like, the problem. Uh, so, yeah, it's kind of yeah, kind of yeah. interesting that they decided to make the Eldar just kind of, you know, we don't love them, but we'll trade with you, it's fine. Yeah, you know, repub if hate elves. Yeah. You know, the, the, the classic version. They might be um, prepping, though, for the Eldar to uh, betray them, because that's what happened with the uh, the old squats. Is like, they're like, oh, yeah, we'll trade with orcs, we'll trade with elves, and then they both simultaneously turned on the squats and... Yeah, they... no, that's about right. It makes a lot of sense, too. Yeah. Um, so moving on to a little bit more of their society and their culture, uh, the kin have a pretty hard bond with one another. There is like a shared strength and understanding that goes far more than just words. Mm -hmm. uh, each kindred's name is chosen as foundation. Sometimes after the ancestor that named it, the Scalfus kindred, the kindred of Narun, Vicat's kin. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it's based on their hold world, the kindred of Echo Dark. The Thousand Stars Kindred or Iron Canyon Kindred. Uh, some even have some really regular basic names like Kindred 6, Kindred 11D, Kindred Bofa. Bofa D's nuts! Hey! They don't actually have a Kindred named Bofa. I knew that was coming. Oh. I mean, there could be a, there could be a Bofa Kindred, you know? Uh, Bofa D's kin. I was like, man, I was hoping that was real. Well, I prefer Kindred 11D's nuts, so... Well, that's fair too. Though, though, kindred of the what was it? Kindred of the thousand stars. That's a dope name. Like, what the fuck? That's the, the one I want. Thousand stars, kindred. Yeah. Hell yeah, that's so cool. Pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, and in the each heart of every kindred, they have something known as the four pillars. The four pillars are four of the most important parts of a kindred, and it makes up everything. First is the hearth or the hearth. Depending if you're saying hearthstone or hearthstone. Hearthstone. Um, it is a fire that burns at the heart of every hold. Echoing when they went out like via in starships, kind of the idea of like their old starships, the mm -hmm. major power. This is often a like blazing reactor that powers a def holds defenses, life support, weapons. It could be a gigantic uh ship. That has a major, like the major uh, flagship in the center. There, there's all that kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, the they have the second pillar, which is the forge. This is where they craft tools, weapons, equipment, so on. It might be a conventional workshop. It might be a gigantic factory vessel that like moves around. It might be a hollowed out asteroid. Tons of possibilities where the forge could be. Damn, that's cool. Hollowed out asteroids for a forge. That's dope. It's really, it's it's a really neat one. Mm -hmm. um, there is the Fane, which is tended by the living ancestors. The living ancestors are called the Grimnir. So the Grimnir, mm -hmm. living ancestors. Yeah. Um, the Fane flows the wisdom of the Votom. And it's where the Grimnir interface and communicate with it. Okay. Okay. We and talked last... about that earlier. Yep. 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 And last but not least, there's the Crucible, where they do all their cloning. Mm. Um, they also... Uh, the kindred govern from a giant spherical chamber known as a, oh boy, Spockronde? Spockrond? Spakeron? Oh, jeez. Damn. I, I, I think this is, it's like this, but I think it has an umlaut somewhere in it. It's like over the A, maybe? I don't know. Oh, um, God. Spakrond? I don't know. I, I have no idea. Something um, like that. 
But uh, guild masters, senior officers, and so on go into this giant spherical chamber and they discuss and debate, which is often really goddamn hard because they barely change their minds. <laughs> That's true. Deba debates might last genuine days uh, where it's like, all right, break. They come back and they still yell at each other. But the most important thing to note is that they're rarely ever corrupt. They all oh. genuinely believe that they're making their kindred better. It's just how they do it is the debate question. Oh, that's true. They probably wouldn't, like, the Votan probably wouldn't be that susceptible to corruption since they're so, like, hey, ancestors are watching, don't dishonor them, uh, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want the leagues to fall, this is your family, this is your, you know, this is where you're at. Yeah, they probably wouldn't be corrupt. And a debate with them would, oh, God, it would be like Necron Court. <laughs> it really would be like Necron Court. <laughs> it would be court, like yeah. Necron Court. Nobody would ever change their mind. A bit more beer and a bit more spitting. Well, that always makes things a little better. A little bit. Um, though they also have a lot of unifying guilds. Uh, you'll find that a lot of the Votan kindreds and guilds look a lot like unions. Um, the guilds okay. are a uniting body that make up the kim and serve particular roles in the kindred. They have guildmasters that set levels of workmanship and tithes, and prominent guildmasters attend these discussions to give voice to the civilians um right. now the That's... guilds sometimes will try to beat other kin to the punch when it comes to resources sure. uh sometimes that's actually been bad for other aliens where they might have two guilds find the same planet and Ooh. then there's like people down there and they're like i got it first no i got it first and they start mining the shit and the people down there are like oh my god save us <laughs> have uh have two um leagues or whatever ever got into a fight because like oh no we found it first no we, and then they just start like fighting each other or is that like super duper taboo to have any sort of infighting over resources based on the fact that if you're doing 40k you have to find a way to make it so that you can always fight each other somehow i'm going to assume that there's always the possibility mm. um however i would imagine it's less common due to how important their familiar ties are and the ancestry part of their culture Fair enough, yeah. So I'd say less, but not possible. Less. It's yeah, possible. Certainly not possible. Yeah. Um, also, the uh, but the, these guilds in the Kindred help smooth over trade and organization between leagues. Um, well, a league, of course, eventually spawned as each uh, the Kindred. It was a Kindred that possessed an ancestor core. And eventually the league was a military alliance to ensure the protection of the core. However, uh, with time and all that, it kind of turned into a, a nation in its own right. Right. And uh, each league, um, by the way, has... There are about six leagues they give you, six main leagues, but you can make your own league as much as you like, which is always a classic. Mm -hmm. um, okay. I really, really, really like... The League Naming Nomenclature. If any of our viewers are big fans of Star Sector or Endless Space, Endless Space 1 or 2, or games like that, I think you'd probably really like these guys. Um, the <laughs> Having six, not played any of those games, I have no clue what you're talking about. That's perfectly fine, uh, but the, the names are very similar. So you've got the number one main league is the Greater Thurian League, also known as the GTL. Okay. They are the largest by far. They're the classic colors that you see. They mm -hmm. are an uncompromisingly mercenary 
group as much as they are an exploration and resource acquisition and conquest group. Um, they're pretty interesting. Uh, you've also got the Trans-Hyperion Alliance, which is pretty fun. They're far and wide. They tend to be uh, uh, pretty secular with wow. all their stuff. With that armor, you could see him a galaxy away. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, big orange. <laughs> yeah, you can see them coming a mile away. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, you've also got the Cronus Hegemony, which Ooh. is a constant on the march. Um, they're, they're always trying to do their best to fulfill quotas of military conquest. Okay, okay. So they all, they're always trying to, to hit hard. All right, all right. They're looking for a fight. All right, all right. Yeah, these are the punchy ones. Yeah. Um, you also have the Ymir conglomerate, which is two things. Ooh. Uh, spectacular technology and vast money. Hell yeah, brother. I, 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 I like the Ymir conglomerate because uh, I like money and I like that little mini of the guy with like all that crazy tech armor. I like, I like the red a lot. Mm -hmm. The red's fine. Yeah, Red and gold on him. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I like them a lot. The Ymir might be one of the ones that gets ran a lot. They're pretty mm -hmm. good. Okay. Uh, and last but not least, we have the uh, Urani Surtur Regulates, which is wow. uh, my personal favorite in terms of gameplay. Is it because they look like guard? Is it because they got that sort of like uh, that green color scheme of just uh No, I prefer troops. the Ymir conglomerate in terms of uh, actual... Um, uh, okay. Wait, did I, I miss too. one? I thought I saw that. I thought I saw there were six. One, two. Oh yeah, you you have missed one because we've only you've only mentioned five, right? Oh, uh, maybe there are only five. Yeah, there's only five. Never mind. There are smaller leagues, of course, but I think there's only five. My bad. Uh, okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Um, but yes, the Irani uh, regulates. They are all about self-reliance more so than normal, inflexible determination, and disparage of wastefulness. Okay. They are uh they are very very tough and they don't like to move very far if the uh the opportunity commands. Yeah, I like the American conglomerate out of all those for sure. That's they're they're definitely the the the, the cream of the crop that rises to the top. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, the star sector has other names like the there's the hegemony in there. They've got a uh, the Lytic path, the Tritachion incorporated. A lot of that kind of stuff. <laughs> The Tritachion Incorporated. Let that's a Tri dope name. Tritachion Incorporated. Hell um, yeah. So that's uh that's I don't want to go too far into some of the specificities of the leagues, because we will definitely be having an episode on that uh later. Mm -hmm. But they also have some funny quotes. They have something called a um like when I was talking about the ancestor watching, they also have a statement called prizes for orcs. Which basically means garbage. Oh, <laughs> right, that's, a right. prize, that's a prize for an orc. It means it's <laughs> trash. trash. Oh my god, that's great. I love that. Okay, okay. They often say the void is in our veins. Ooh, that's cool. That's a Which cool is, one. It's it's both the idea that they're just very tough and stoic, but also like they're spacefarers. They they brave the galactic core. You know. Mm -hmm. Um, they have sailing to far space. This expression describes an endeavor, strategic maneuver, or the like, which appears foolhardy as far as space anywhere outside the galactic core. It's considered risky and unwise to go there without a good cause. So it's like, hey, that might not be a good idea. That's like sailing to far space, you know, because they like oh, okay. to stay in the center. Sure. Yeah. Um, which is pretty fun. 
Uh, you've also got a couple other ones. Let me see if I can find the other quotes they've got. Um, the other ideas. Let's yeah, see. Shai's just posting a bunch of dope minis uh, from the Ymir conglomerate. Or I guess all of them, but yeah. God, their um, minis look great. I, I think I think the, the Votan minis are some of the best. I was a initially a little bit unsure, but um, throw the right paint job on them. I think I think I like them with the helmets more than not. I think dwarf faces look kind of dumb. Yeah, I like um, them with the helmet a, a lot more. And their vehicles look so cool. Yeah, I like their bikes a lot. Mm -hmm. Their their rotary bikes. Yeah, those um, are so good. dope. There's a uh, there's an interesting couple of relics they have. One of the things I thought was neat is they have something called the first knife. It Ooh. says so their their higher ups, their captains are known as calls. K A H L with like a little arrow above the A. Okay. Um, and the call has slang. They carry with them all a plasma knife. And these plasma knives are um, badges of high office, denoting them as an individual who speaks with the authority of the ancestors and are very much ceremonial. But there is, they are rarely ever used as a weapon unless it's the last resort. Mm -hmm. How, you can see them actually often uh, in their, um, their waist. You can see the knife there. It's not their main melee weapon. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, however... The first knife is a particular cultural significance and has more offensive use. It is believed to have been crafted by the Votan themselves during the days before the kin came to the core, containing a unique power source and worked with script so ancient that no kin can read it. This blade can be triggered to project a beam of laser energy that sighs through the victim at point-blank range. Whoa. More, than, more than one ambushing four... Uh, or doubt-crossing foe ambassador has discovered to their cost just how deadly the first knife can be. Damn, so that's um, like a, it's a little lightsaber. It's a little mini lightsaber. Uh, just a little lightsaber. It ju just a little saber. Just a little <laughs> knife. Just a little knife. Not a big um, knife. It's the first knife. Little knife. It's the first knife. Yeah. In-game, you make one singular attack with it. And it does, if, you, if it hits, it does D3 mortal wounds, plus one for every judgment token the enemy has. Uh, which we have not talked about the idea of their judgment system. Ooh. So, the main reason... So, there are a lot of reasons why... I've been skipping this because it's not pertinent, but the League of Votan are bullshit overpowered in the tabletop right now. They are <laughs> laughably strong. Um, okay. The only way you can survive them is to not be shot by them, Ooh. which <laughs> is a, a rarity because they are, uh, well, you know, you got to hide. So, so I have a feeling that often like pro players might do okay against them because pro players don't get shot if they don't want to because they're good at movement. Mm -hmm. um, but their their gunfire and their damage is just absurd. <laughs> it's fucking ludicrous. <laughs> I like I'm that. The only way you can win is by not getting shot. It's like, oh, really? Is that how I win a fight? Oh, I thought I was just going to let myself get, you know, shot a couple hundred times. It's, that it's, sucks. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, but uh, regardless, they're also quite tough. It's just a combination. Yeah. Um, but their special, if you're only playing as the Votan ability, is called the Judgment of the Ancestors. Oh boy. And the eye of the ancestors. And what it does is there are ways to you can give it out to people, like with a um like with a call. Or if one of your got your units dies, 
the person that killed it gets something called a judgment token. Um, oh. And normally when you play 40K, you roll dice to hit, then to wound, and then they need to save it. Uh, the idea is if you have a token on you, if you roll a six, then you don't need to wound them. It just automatically wounds them. Um, oh, okay. But that's token one, which is priority target identified. Token two is imminent threat, which makes it a five or higher auto wounds. And three Ooh. is now we've got a grudge to settle, which uh, is on oh. a four up. On a four up, it auto wounds the target. Um, Damn. So what's fun is that often you can just, if you keep getting, having people get killed or getting killed, they just increase the judgment tokens more and more, and then it makes them much better at killing them because, you know, lol dwarves. Lol dwarves, yeah. Damn. Um, they also have a very funny relic that I like a lot just because the concept of it is really humorous. Mm -hmm. uh, let me see if I can find it real quick. There it is. It's called, no, wait, shit, did I lose it? Oh no, where is it? Oh damn. Where is it? Where is it? Wait, wait, wait. actually, where is it? Oh, 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 it's a oh it's a war it's a warlord trait, not a relic. Um, it's called a long list. It says oh. <laughs> this warlord holds the majority of the galaxy's races in contempt and seeks out their many nemes nemeses with a keen and inescapable eye. No sooner have they settled a grudge against one foe than they move on to the next name on their list. <laughs> I love that idea. I heard this a bit ago where someone was like, you know, the Imperium and Chaos, they, they wield hatred as like a like a wide berth. Like they fire it out everywhere because they just hate everything and everyone. Mm -hmm. But this this dwarf, he's mad, but he's not just mad at everyone, he's mad about you. <laughs> he's got a list. And he's he's, he's got, checking it twice. He's got in the list, he's mad about one son of a bitch, and that son of a bitch is you. <laughs> You're the problem. I'm mad about you. Um, and not the popular sitcom either, right? No, of course not. Yeah. Um, there's two more final quotes I'd like to say. They have waste feeds the void, which okay. is personifying the environmental space as a hungry predator because mm -hmm. the environment is a predator in the galactic core. Oh, yeah. The environment they come from will eat you up and spit you out. Mm -hmm. So make sure you don't waste. Mm -hmm. And last but not least, they have luck has, need keeps, toil earns. Hey. This saying uh, asserts that those who work the hardest to achieve something can prove the greatest need of it, deserve to have it regardless of the cost of those who lose it. Oh. Also known as by merit of need. Very Votan. That is very League of Votan. That's those, those, are, those are good Votan quotes for sure. Which leads us to the final concept. Mm -hmm. The Votan, when reading through their lore, don't appear to be that much of the bad guys. Because every 40k has our bad guys. Every 40k faction is a bad guy, so to speak. Well, that's true, actually. So, so we're having a bit of a harder time figuring out how the Votan are bad guys. But the more I read through it, the more I kind of started to realize it. Like, you could say that they're racist, and they are, but everyone in the galaxy is. I was going to say, 40k, that's are, normal. Like, Yeah, they're frightening. But this quote, I think, really solidifies it. It's, as I say again, this saying asserts that those who work hardest to attain something and can prove greatest need of it deserve to have it regardless of the cost 
to those who lose it. Oh. So it's, we need this. This is ours. We've worked hardest to get it. Fuck off. You don't deserve it. We're taking it from you because we, we work harder. We need it more. We toil harder. Fuck you. It's ours now. I'm sorry, small Eldar civilian population on planet. You have the rock we need. And if you're not going to rock in stone, you ain't going, going home. home. <laughs> and if you get mad at us for it, that's your name on the fucking list. list. Although, to be fair, that is that is not good. Right? That's this is not great, but still better than most of 40k. Defending yourself, that's a judging. That's a paddling. That's, that's a, a paddling. That's a grudging. The, the, it's trying to keep the thing, the food you need to survive, that's a paddling. That's two paddlings. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, they're not they're not great, not heroes, not villains, just that they're sort of uh they're in the gray area, right? They they are as Shai says, neutral evil. They care only about themselves and are very selfish, yeah. but they don't necessarily want to cause pain. They're not the Jukari, they're not chaos, they're not a they're not like an unflinching mob of things like the Tyranids. Mm -hmm. They just are out for them and them alone. So I put them on on the same lit wavelength as Tau and maybe Craft Worlds. Yeah, you know I give them that. Yeah, they're uh, they're the least evil they can they can get, but they're still not great. I feel like Tau might. Well, no, I guess because Tau were brainwashing people, so I guess yeah, maybe they are on the same level as Tau. I think actually, I think actually Tau might be a little bit better than the Votan overall, but it depends yeah. on it depends on which Tau. If you're talking Farsight, Farsight's mean, better, right? You mean the Chad himself? The Chad himself and Torchstar's amazing abs. All right, I hate you. <laughs> well, I, I'm actually shocked we haven't done a fucking Torchstar poster. Like, you mean I'm actually kind of shocked. I, yeah, Shy, when's the, when's the Torchstar's abs poster? We didn't do Torchstar's abs, did we? We did Latara Sarin's abs. No, we did a we did a Commander Shadow Sun one, I think. Oh yeah, we did do Shadow Sun. We did do a Tau Girl poster, but but, but Torchstar. Yeah, but DK is mad about it, so. Yeah, yeah, I'm super mad about it. Just zoom right. in on some blue abs, dude. Like that is uh, that's what I have for the leagues of Voton today. Hell yeah, that was dope. I like the leagues. That's this they're cool. They are really fun. Yeah, DK, you're going on the <laughs> fucking list. I'm on the list because I want a torch star poster. It's like, was was the was the Thousand Suns poster not enough? Now now we need to move on to the torch star poster. Alright, all right, listen. Uh, DK, that's 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 a token. Oh damn it. That's that's a judgment token. The, that, that's a token right there. You're gonna get damn a token. It. But I don't want a token. You're alright, that's two tokens. Not wanting a token, that's token. Okay. Saying calling them little guys, that's a token. <laughs> Sounds Torch like Star Abs, that's token. Femboy Thousand Suns poster, that's, that's two tokens. Token. I'm part of the Greater Thurian League. My special ability is counting one token as one extra token. That's two <laughs> tokens. Sounds like a good merch idea. Just that's a token. Just, that's a token. Killing mm -hmm. my units, that's, that's a, token. a token. Being seen in, in uh being seen in the game, that's a token. <laughs> Getting shot? Yeah, sure, that's a token. Actually, funny enough, you can get a token. 
there, there's, there's a custom way you can make custom leagues, and one of them is if you get hurt but uh, still survive on a four up, they take a token. <laughs> there are Good. so many ways to give people tokens. So many tokens. It's raining tokens. That's uh, all right. That's it, DK. Let's go. You're going on the fucking list. Uh huh. <laughs>